0: Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and these shows were a staple of my childhood. I'm Richard, and I saw one of them a long time ago, and one of them just a few years ago. I'm Eric, and... Well, apparently I haven't seen any of these. Well, that's because these were on TV, and if your parents didn't record them on a VHS and add them to a large collection of Christmas specials, you might not have had them. I mean, I'm just not sure. I don't... I don't recognize it. Like, you anything. had uh, Snowball Express. That was, that was your thing. Every year, Snowball Express, you'd play it on a loop 24 hours, like the Christmas movie. Mm. Well, not 24 hours. Like, once while we were setting up the tree. I, I, I believe you probably watched it more than that, because you weren't watching anything else. We'll see. I mean, w- there was the snowman. I watched that a bunch. Oh, that's true. Who watches that? Well, British people, I think. Clearly. But what are these uh, specials that we're uh, showing, Eric? These Christmas specials for a very special Christmas show? Well, our special Christmas specials are The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus and Claymation Christmas Celebration. These are both pretty awesome, I think. Okay. We've got a couple of uh, posters. We've got this one for you to kind of uh, give you what the plot's about. So the the first one is for the... Uh, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Does that not tell you everything you need to know? Well, I'm... A, so just to paint a picture, there are two characters on this poster. Uh, you have a normal-looking human boy and I think an elf? I'm just not sure. Humanoid, I guess. <laughs> Probably qualifies as human. Maybe if he has a special, uh, special proclamation that yes, he is a human. I mean, are you, are you thrown by the uh, the nose, the nose, the ears? Like, was he a donkey turned into a person? I mean, but elves can have big noses, can't they? Yeah, but sounds kind of racist, John. We've grown past that. That's usually Eric's job as the AI. I'm saying that they can't have large noses and still be can- elves. You're the one who's trying to fit a specific profile of what an elf is i don't believe so john i mean you're the one judging this animated character for his not elf and you're like oh he's not even human he's even not know. an elf i don't even know if he is an elf he looks like a donkey made uh per, or donkey personified all right, all right.
1: so what's so the, what's
0: the plot of the life and adventures of santa claus based off of that i'm assuming it's the life and adventures of of santa claus yeah but what are some of the life adventures of santa claus so i'm gonna assu- so i will assume it's just santa claus learning how to be santa claus maybe like when he's really young he first gets his santa powers and he's not i'm gonna say he's not like super careful with it and because he's not careful with it his uncle ben dies. okay and so he learns with great like, santa powers comes great santa responsibilities exactly and he puts on a red suit mm-hmm. and he flies around new york Well, everywhere, but New York is part of everywhere, so yeah. Like, if this had been a more modern film, he would would have been born into a family of Santas, but they can't have a party for him because he hasn't got his Santa powers yet, and he's worried about it, so he has to fake it and go to the school for Santas, but in the lesser class for the elves because he doesn't have his Santa powers. Now, did he get his Santa powers because he got bit by a radioactive toy maker? Yeah, I could see him be- being bit by a radioactive uh, toy maker, a toy smith, a, a toy smith. Mm. Which is the proper term, I guess. It's the old Anglican term. Like some people called them tinkers, but we know the the actual technical term, toy smith. I-, I thought it was like a toymancer. No, that's uh for nope. the electronics. Toy toyroukist. <laughs> the toymancer is the one who brings dead toys back to life. A it's to recycling <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where you, where you take your toys if they get sick. Okay. All right, so that, that's what you think the plot is. is he's got to learn to be responsible after his Uncle Ben dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so, unfortunately, there weren't any posters for the Claymation Christmas celebration. So the best I've got for you this time is the cover of the actual VHS. All right describe oh. a picture for our friends to paint a picture well you have a christmas tree a claymation christmas tree let's get that uh, out of the way and there are two characters next to this christmas tree does one look like a small a human boy and one look like a small possibly elf turned into a donkey turned into wealth yes except no you have what looks like a tyrannosaurus rex with extremely long arms like even proportionally to human it's a very long arm very long arms and very large hands and then a not triceratops is it a, st- a styracosaurus. is that the one with the spikes coming out the side of its head of yes its yes then you have a styracosaurus in a santa outfit and i do know it is suitable for all ages all right it says so so what oh, do you think it was done by F-E- fhe so the family home entertainment company so you know that's. Uh, so so what do you think the plot, plot is? I almost want to say it's a bunch of vignettes. Mm, all and right. So it's going to have many different claymation style plots. Um, if it was really cool, we would have a fighting section between different claymation creatures or whatever. Maybe like a snowman. You can have a creature made out of taffy, and they get into fights, and one is declared a winner afterwards. Obviously. And they become the king of Christmas. Sure. Okay. Okay. We could call them King of Christmas or the, you know, the Clay Fighter, something like that. Oh, you just want you just wanted this to be connected to Clay Fighter. Maybe it's our, another uh, secret video game tie-in. Now the only things that are now are sudden uh, forgotten parts of our time travel series. Uh definitely not forgotten. They were part of it the whole time. That's true. That's kind of the point of time travel. It's always been that way. Yeah, so so those are that's what you're looking forward to. So, uh, though, do we have a good guy, bad guy band name variant for this? Is it- we do all right? Um, we can go with good guy, bad guy, or hooly dooly. What the heck is a Hoolie dooly? Well, a hooly dooly is a character from an Australian children's show, The Hooly Doolies. So, so what does? The Hoolie doolies though, have to do with either the Claymation Christmas Celebration or the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Well, the Hoolie doolies you see, uh, their connection is that they have characters with names that are similar to names in these shows, oh, okay. so that it makes it hard for Eric to guess.
1: Not if it's, being
0: Australian, obviously. Since he's not Australian and has never watched the Hoolie doolies he does not immediately know, aha, that's clearly one of the Hoolie doolies So, okay. And also, it's fun to say Hooli-Dooly. And it's fun to say Hooli-Dooly, yes. That is definitely an uh, advantage there. All right, so I'll be. I'll, maybe I'll guess two, because I don't know what the hooli doolies are either. But I do know the other characters from the other one, so I might have a bit of a, an advantage. I'm assuming Santa Claus is one. We're going to start with Santa Claus. I'm going to say C, all of the above. I agree. Okay. I concur herb uh, herb is a hooly dooly herb is like Peak Australian herb is from the Claymation Christmas celebration. Would you classify him as a good guy or a bad guy? He is mm I don't know i I, I consider him kind of antagonistic, so he's he's a bad guy, okay, okay. chalk and cheese. I'm going to go with the claymation animated Christmas. Those are hooli-doolies. All right. All right. Queen Zerline. I'm going to say bad guy from the claymation. No, she is from the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. And she's so a bad, bad guy? Bad guy. Mm, ooh, no. Maybe she's the, maybe she's kind of like, she sends Santa on his Santa, Santa quest. So maybe, ugh, good guy. I changed my vote. She's good guy from Sandy Claus. Okay. Good guy from Sandy Claus. All right. Peter Knook. I believe that is a hooly dooly. That is a good guy from the uh, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Goofy Bell. I'm gonna keep it riding hooly dooly. That's a hooly dooly. All right. Captain Catastrophe. I want to say it's Good Guy, but from the Claymation animated special. All right. I feel like that one's a dooly. It doesn't sound familiar. Commander of the Wind Demons. I'm going to say a bad guy, because, well, demons, from Sandy Claus. Here you are just being generalization about demons now. I'm pretty sure they worked really hard for their reputation. I don't want to disparage them. <laughs> <laughs> bad guy from... Sandy Claus. Okay. Right. Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Bad guy from Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Okay. Agua. I believe that's a Hoolie-Doolie. That That is a bad guy from the Life, Advent- Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. All right. Nasil. I bet that's one of the claymation dinosaurs. So good guy from the dinosaur uh, from the claymation animation special. I think they're a good guy from uh, Life and Adventures. Penelope Perfect. That sounds like hoolie dooley. That is straight hoolie dooley right there. If, straight there were, if there was anything that was peak like, hoolie dooley as Penelope That per- you would use that as like the baseline. Yeah, that's a base hoolie dooley. Alright. Alright. Russell, the muscly kangaroo. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, str- think, I think seems- this is a
0: freebie for you, Eric. <laughs> um, okay, maybe okay. This is the baseline for the hoolie dooley. <laughs> no, this is baseline for Australia. <laughs> That, they had to have either Vegemite. Koalas. A koalas or kangaroo in order to get on the TV in uh, Australia. You need one of those three Don't things. Don't forget the kookaburra. No, that's just the music. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess uh, you're in agreement. accordance, John. It's nah, a I'm in accordance. So how did we do? How many did I forget or get wrong? Well, I we've, mean, we've still got two left. Ooh, two more. We've got two left. I have... Bruce Thorburn. I'm going to say good guy from The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. That doesn't feel like a doo but I can't think of what it'd be from a Claymation Christmas celebration. I'm going to call him a good guy, though. All right. And The Great Ack. I think that's The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Probably good guy or kind of like guiding force, kind of like father time. And Eric is 100% correct. There we go. Uh, John, you did pretty good. I'm sure I missed one or two. There's a couple in there. Uh, Chalk and Cheese are very hooly-dooly. But there's there's some that are just in there that are just pretty normal. Because you get Russell the muscly kangaroo, but you get Chalk and Cheese, Captain Catastrophe, Penelope Perfect. But Bruce Thorburn is... He's one of the Hoolie doolies Bruce, Bruce Thorburn's a Hoolie Dooley. Bruce Thorburn's a Hoolie Dooley. I should have thought about Australian. Well, Bruce. That's and kind I, of. I, like, I, d- I wanted to throw in Weakum because Weakum sounds Hoolie Dooley, but is definitely Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. He didn't have many from the celebration in there. Uh, I gave all but one of the listed characters names because the only three listed characters for the Christmas celebration. is herb rex and goofy bell can can you guess who rex is is he the uh, t-rex with the horrible human elongated arms we'll have to watch and find out i mean they asked the california raisins you could have included one of them (laughs) i could have included one uh, of that question is is do they have their own names yes i I think they do there's like an actual like tv series about the california raisins so, so that, that's what you're looking forward to, though. There's the California Raisins and the Claymation Christmas Celebration. I mean, I wouldn't say that. But, <sighs> I mean, I'm a kid of the 90s. How about this? This is what you have to look forward to. Oh, okay. Rather than you are looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> you are looking forward to it, Eric. I want you to get anticipating. You're about to have joy injected straight into your blood through your eyes. I don't do heroin, John good because this one is uh it's clearly that like red butterfly drug from the cowboy bebop uh, this is now this is a this is straight christmas Yuletide joy this is the flavor street, of uh na- candy name canes is, the street name is Yuletide cheer christmas icing and those little peppermint things that were everywhere in candy bowls you we when we're done with watching these specials eric you're going to be a little kid again you're... Well, we'll make you a real boy. What? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do these metaphors when you're a computer. All right, we're trying. Well, then I guess uh, we need a transition song. Oh man, it always falls on me to be the transition man. I. Got, what's our? We got to have a Yuletide. Uh, Yuletide Yule transition Jing- song. Jingle bells or something. Sleigh bells. Transition, transition, transition away. If you want the real weird thing, did you know that uh, Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song and it was one of the first things claimed by Christmas and it's appropriation of other holidays? It's not appropriation, it's conquest. Get it right. You're right. Uh, Christmas is the clear aggressor in the war. John, it's not conquest, it's discovering. Christmas discovered. I believe it was annexed. First you discover it then when he take it and keep it that's conquest liberated liberated from its thanksgiving oppressor yeah yeah do we want to go back into a transition (laughs) I'd i'd want to keep this in the episode i mean here we go just transition 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 away feel well i feel um a joyous thing in my cold hard chest yeah we filled you with christmas spirit so much so it's leaking all right so uh the first question this is the most important one there are two different rankin bass santa lores which one do you now prefer having experienced both santa claus is coming to town and the life and adventures of santa claus well for me the true origin of Santa Claus is always, and forever has been, Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, so you you keep Santa Claus is coming to town as the true lore? I would believe so, because, well, that's the one I grew up with. Um, I'm sure I've seen this one, like, I, watching it again. I'm sure I've seen it once. But then I, th- I remember thinking, this is Santa Claus is weird. Let's go with the old one. Or the, the Santa Claus is coming to town one. Because you know, put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. Has much more staying power than uh, invincibility. No, what uh, invulnerability? What was what were they singing at the front? Immortality. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I didn't. That's all <laughs> they sang. Well, there's also uh, the cat with green eyes. With yellow green eyes. And they want to wake up to a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all you have to do is put one foot in front of the other. Our other Santa has to fight the Burgermeister, Meisterburger. This Santa has to fight the Ugua. They can turn invisible. They have a dragon, and like a flying gargoyle. And they were, like, handily beaten by sticks. Magic sticks. Sticks, nonetheless. I mean, they went to war with the mortals. A mortal doesn't care what they bring. They'll win eventually. It's a war of attrition. Oh, and, you know, a laser axe. I mean, yeah, the, the silver axe of, I don't know, there's probably some long name or something. The silver axe. It's in the special case. All right. Um. You know, we, we didn't actually cover movie facts. Well, it's that's true. I thought movie facts was always part of the second one, or does it? Because it's... Welcome a- to the second half. We're on movie facts now. It's time for some movie facts. Then we'll come back to opinions. So, which one do we want facts on first? They're both pretty quick. Alright. So, then our first one for The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus was released on December 17th, 1985. Uh, Unfortunately, because it was a made-for-TV special, we don't really have any kind of budget or uh, earnings reviews on those but it is the last uh animated special for Rankin Bass. Was this the, the this was their Santa reboot. This was their Santa reboot. It was actually based on a book by L Frank Baum of Wizard of Oz fame. Oh, I see. And as a matter of fact, the the Forest of Bursey is listed in is referenced in some of the Oz, Oz stuff as well as the uh, the Queen of the Fairies, is was stated by L. Frank Baum to be the mother of Queen Ozma of Oz. And so it all connects in there. All right. The more you know. So there is our facts for the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Give us our plot. So for the life and adventures of Santa Claus... We start off with the great—I want to say Atween, but I know that arc. Ak 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 Speaking of which, we should cover Mars Attacks sometime. <laughs> um, I'll cut that part out. And just so you know, that is one of the listed reviews on my IMDb. Is the great ak 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 Okay, so the movie starts off with the Great Ack, and he is petitioning the other immortals to accept a new immortal into their midst. This mortal who heretofore... or This mortal is the man Santa Claus, and the Great Ack is convincing the other immortals to allow him, Santa Claus, into their midst because of all the joy that he has brought to the world. Um, The movie then follows Santa Claus as he's a child, learning about uh, what humans do and how man is is oh so kind to man. Oh wait, sorry. You can't hear sarcasm, or you can't see sarcasm in an audio podcast. But And then it goes with how Santa Claus wants to help the children of the world, but has to fight forces of evil who are trying to stop him. Ultimately, the Immortals side with Santa Claus and banish that specific evil from the world, which allows Santa to, well, be Santa. And the end of the movie, Santa then takes upon upon him the mantle of an immortal and is tasked with providing joy to children all over the world. I mean, suppose we all know what Santa does. He's kind of a big deal. All right. All right, so what are the plot holes, guys? So, there is one listed plot hole on IMTB. Going back to our great Ak, he banishes the Agua High Command back to their valley after his army destroys their expendable minions. However, later, the Aguas are said to have been wholly exterminated. I'm assuming an immortal knows how to take care of an immortal. Well, I mean... You got an immortal after you. Do immortals get tired? Mm, are immortals are a pursuit predator? M- immortals are the ultimate pursuit predator. They just walk at you. Yeah, like th- when he says charge, they didn't run, did they? They shuffled. Shumbled. They shuffled faster. I mean, Peter Nook just kind of shuffled in there, holding a knife to stab somebody. <laughs> Ooh, all a Tonberry from Final Fantasy. Very. Yeah, and, and the Lord act can make their invisibility go away, so Yagwa don't have a place to hide. They can't turn invisible, and they, they will get tired. They're not immortals. Okay. So it just takes time. Sure. I thought the, the act or the evil forces, I don't think I actually said their name, but the ogwas uh, the ogwas that's right because i'm like that's a weird way to say water um but anyways the ogwas i thought they were immortal but they didn't um side with the great ak and the other immortals yeah so they lose their immortality i thought that's just kind of like they always had it but they decided we're not playing for your team yeah that's how you get lose your immortality you start you don't follow the laws of the forest of burzee you lose your immortality maybe that was in a scene that was cut out or it was in a scene that was never there <laughs> but i'm thinking yeah they they got hunted down you don't escape the law of burzee i mean the great Ak is basically a god he's got a laser axe and i'm assuming his his word is law like, I mean, his word is law was brought up once as a plot point when he got trapped by his own law, word laws. And so, yeah, they they got hunted down. They're extinct. Okay. I mean, when was the last time you saw an Agua? Well, it, I haven't seen one in a long time, admittedly. I mean, they can turn invisible, but... That, that does make it harder to see them. This is where, like, you know... The book does a much better job of explaining what happened to the Aguas because uh, the great Ack actually chops the leader of the Aguas in half with his magic axe. So, and you have read the book then, Richard? Or... Yes. Okay. Uh, I've read most of L. Frank Baum's stuff. All right. So, that, the axe chopping happened off screen. So, this could be made for TV. Yeah, the axe the chopping. Was, it wasn't a laser axe in the book. It was not a laser axe in the book. So was this the Tin Man's axe as well? Wouldn't that be a fun little Easter egg? Oh, end? maybe. It could be. Because I thought the Tin Man's axe was like, it was a special magic axe and that it would cut through anything. But that's what ended up cutting the Tin Man. Yeah, cause, it. but it also got cursed that his um, swing would slip. So he kept chopping off his limbs. Mm-hmm but replacing him with much better robotic limbs, you know, being more perfect. Yeah, but he also needed oil now. Yep. He survived. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, Do you want to do facts on uh, claymation or talk more about adventures? Or do you want to wait until later? We We can go over to facts on claymation. All right. Claymation Christmas celebration. You liked this one Uh, between these two. Is it your favorite? I would probably say it's my favorite in that. Well, technically, I think it was a much better animated or um, I don't know what you how would what would be the technical term? animated animated. Mm -hmm. It was a much um, it was a technically more challenging animation project, I would say. And it had more bow ties and you like bow ties. Bow ties are cool. I, I mean, how many bow ties were there? See, Rex has a boy, bow tie. Um, the um, walrus has one. The walrus. Most of the bells did. And I think most of the raisins do as well. Um, but basically, So there's not really a plot to this one. It's just more of a vignettes of Christmas carols set to claymation musical numbers. Christmas carols. Sure. And one running joke. And so, so yeah, it's there's no real plot in it. It's just kind of a... Here's some Christmas carols animated to Claymation or made by the um, California Raisin uh, Animation Company. I don't know what their actual company is called. Well, it's also called Will Vinton's Mm -hmm. Claymation uh, Claymation Christmas Celebration. So Will Vinton's studio. But the facts, because there's no plot really to talk about. I mean, that's fair. So the Will Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas Celebration was released on December 21st, 1987. Again, not a whole lot of production information or viewership results with a made-for-TV special. Uh, However, it was one of two Claymation holiday specials by Will Vinton Productions. The other did a Claymation Easter Celebration. And uh, this one did, and enf- did actually win the Emmy for best short. And uh, Rex the dinosaur is apparently based on George Plimpton, the American writer and subject of Paper Lions. All right. So uh, now, now do we have Eric guess which skit won an Emmy? Well. Uh, you it- I believe you told me, John. It's the one with the walrus. Am I yeah. right, though? Is the question. Yes. All right. Because it it did win the best animated short. Because they did work on the on that one pretty hard. All right. So, which is your favorite skit? Um, I would probably have to go with Carol the Bells. You like Carol? I the think Bells? that I, that was probably my favorite skit in just the of the comedy and whatnot. Um has the comedy in the background. It's still doing a very solid performance of Carol of the Bells. Yeah. I and would, it has the most bow ties. The most. The mostest. I, I do enjoy that he, they put effort to make sure that each bell was individual mm. and also looked like a very stuffy musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so what's the plot of the uh, Carol of the Bells? So the plot of the Carol of the Bells is you have the The Paris um, Bell Harmonic Orchestra uh, played as bells, uh, being directed by the esteemed Quasimodo. And basically, instead of playing instruments, the band members are the different bells. So bells bells with faces. You have a Quasimodo hunchback directing. But there's just one bell in particular who is just kind of dozing off or not paying attention and always coming in late or not hitting the right chime or the aforementioned doofy bell Mm -hmm. and it's just basically the um grading between that bell and the music director quasimodo until quasimodo finally just gets sick of him and on the very last note takes him out with a headshot from a slingshot. So he was, a, he was probably okay. I mean, see, see, each skit had a plot, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if uh, you'd qualify Joy to the World or... Oh, um, yeah, the... Christmas Tree is really having plots for their own skit. Because Joy to the World was just kind of pretty pictures. Yeah, Joy to the World was pretty pictures. Um, um, and Christmas Tree was just... Christmas Tree Inception? yeah. I think that was just the plot to that one is just showing how other people decorate their Christmas trees or how multiple Christmas trees can mean to different people. Not Some no, of those people no. being candy people mm-hmm. and elves and. And Santa. So, yeah, no real plot, just a vignette of vignettes. And then I guess uh, We Three Kings doesn't really have a plot. Other than the plot of the song. Yeah. So then that just leaves uh, the only ones with plots, then, are uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Hark the Herald Angels Sing with the walruses. And uh, here we come a-waffling. And here we come a-waffly, a-waffling. A-waffling. Waddling? Wallowing. Wassel. Wassel. <laughs> All right. So, um, what was your favorite moment from The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus? And your favorite moment from the Claymation Christmas celebration? So Claymation, I would probably say that just the skits, the the Abbott and Costello routine between uh, Rex and and Herb and Herb Herbivore, and it, it's just it's classic comedy. You have your straight man, and then the the oof or whatever the the not straight man or whatever the heck it's called, the technical term for it. <laughs> The, uh, well, he's not a sad sack. Like I, I, like I said, it's more of an abbot and Costello. Just yeah. Just the bumbling oof. Uh, or oaf, not oof. Oaf. Um, so that, that just, that skit would probably be my favorite. I mean, they did put a lot of effort into Rex's expressions to him rolling his eyes. I mean, maybe since this was a short uh, Christmas special, they could afford to put more into it um the Rankin bass the adventures of santa claus was very rank and bass but they've kind of streamlined claymation very well i would say um at some parts some parts were obviously like mm, you maybe could have spent a little bit longer animating your the knees correctly <laughs> <laughs> maybe figure out how a lion actually runs don't need to know how a lion runs I mean, it's only f- 20 frames, whatever. 20 frames for a made-for-TV movie. They're not renting a lion to chase it around to see how it runs. it look a, like Disney. Isn't that like a cat? What a cat's for? I'm assuming a lion and a cat would run the same. You would think that, wouldn't you, robot boy? <laughs> <laughs> um, But favorite moment out of the life and adventures of Sandy Claus uh, would probably be the... I don't want to say anticlimactic grand battle between the forces of good and evil, but it was just kind of fun to watch. Obviously, a made-for-TV movie isn't going to have the best production value, but it it was enjoyable. It's epic Christmas fantasy. All right. What's your least favorite moment from both? Um, Oh, what's... Shoot, what's that the elf donkey's name in uh, Adventures of Santa Claus. Oh. Tingle. tingle, Is Bad and Zelda? Tingler. Oh, Ting- Tingler. That sounds even worse. Like, don't let the Tingler around your kids. <laughs> See, they should have just said it out loud before they started recording. Um, I would probably say the Tingler. Just... just, just do you not like his uh, going through every language? Basically, yeah. And all the... He would say a bunch of different language words and then some just nonsensical noise. Those were animal languages, weren't you paying attention? I was paying attention. It was like finch and bluebird and bumblebee and, and electric uh, stereo. Yeah, and um, and guitarist and flu flowers and perplunkets. It's just a lot of there's a lot of synthesizer noises in there as well, and it just seems like and you found that grading. Just a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, tone it down just a bit. See, technically he's a sound imp. Okay. So he has to make sounds. I mean, talking is making sounds. But it's not the full breadth of sounds. And when you're a sound imp, you have to do everything. Mm -hmm. So he would probably be my least favorite part. Just tone him down just a bit. Okay. Um, Out of the... Uh, claymation episode or claymation special i'd probably say though we three kings is probably my least favorite skit like it's not I, I don't want to say it's bad like they're all pretty good carols and whatnot but you found that special is a bit uh better quality so their your your middling skit is still the uh it's it's still fairly strong yeah, but it's, it's, it's the strong. weakest yeah exactly how about you guys what would you what would your rank so this is just for the Christmas uh claymation special where what how would you rank your favorite and least favorite songs all right um so angels we have heard on high is is the top that one's great then probably carol of the bells rudolph the red nosed reindeer we three kings um joy to the world then uh christmas tree that's that's pretty much how i'd rank it too okay. i mean and and that's still like i enjoy all of them mm-hmm. like this is you know that happy nostalgia feeling that's what i get when i watch this it is it was a very 80s special like like i wasn't alive for very much of the 80s but the uh tv still lives on yeah so i think they're all good i i think uh joy to the world was ranked lower when i was younger mm-hmm. because you know it is just uh just pictures just pictures but you get older and you like oh okay i can see the uh, technical uh skill involved in this and the ideas and things they're doing and that's always good Mm -hmm. so um i mean you had one kid who was watching through some of these Mm. so are, are you going to introduce your kids further on like next year i would maybe do the claymation christmas um but like i said before we subscribe to the uh here comes santa claus uh Lore, lore. So, oh, so you're gonna to have to get rid of all the other lore, even though it's epic fantasy. I have Look, Order you the rings show you, for that you show your kids uh, life and adventures of Santa Claus. They're gonna grow up and enjoy fantasy. I can promise you that. Why don't I just show them Narnia? Santa Claus is in Narnia. Because if you show them Narnia, your kids gonna grow up to be all about Isekai and turn into a giant weeb. I'm a, unfortunately, well, I guess I'm I'm not a weeb. But statistically, it's not looking good. (laughs) I mean, did you grow up watching Narnia? I didn't know. All right. Because the movie didn't come out until I was like. There was a a BBC series. I did not know that. I grew up watching it. And guess who reads a ton of Isakai now? Look who's the weeb. I speak from experience, Eric. He's trying to warn you. We're all trying to warn you. (laughs) Oh, like the ghost of Christmas past or present? Mm Hmm. Or would that be future? Jacob Marley. You're you're basically the Jacob Marley. I'm not going to say that. uh, Here comes Santa Claus is not an excellent telling of the Santa Claus story. You got to have the other one too. Yeah, a year without a Santa Claus. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's chi- that's. Uh, I was going to say Chinese propaganda. No, that's communist propaganda, John. It may be communist propaganda, but it is a part of the uh, Rankin Bass original Santa Claus universe. Unlike the reboot, which is the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Now, did that uh, the. The Life and Adventures did that bankrupt the company? Like, did they? No. You said there was the last. It was one, just the last, last one. It was did. just the last one they did. But they still did. They just do animation instead of claymation, or yeah, they went more to traditional animation. Um. So I know they did one of the Lord of the Rings. Um, was that 1978? Or one of the Lord of the Rings animated movies specifically. Wait. So they did. They did the last Unicorn after this. Oh. Well, good for them. I need to watch that again. Though I think the last unicorn might be what it have, have killed them. I thought they stuck around like until almost the 2000s, didn't they? What did they make after that? I don't know. <laughs> of course, I didn't really know like they're kind of the the company that's like they're around but they're not very big. Now, do you think uh Leica Entertainment should take up the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mantle and create us the new claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for a new age. Who's Laika? Wow. Oh, so uh, Coraline? Oh, okay. I haven't seen Coraline. Par- Paranorman? I haven't seen Paranorman. Kubo and the Two Strings? I haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strings. Box Trolls? I haven't seen Box Trolls. And what was it the, was the Bigfoot? What was the last one called? Yeah, was Little the... Fo- or was it Littlefoot? It's not Littlefoot because that's a dinosaur. Well, there's 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 two. There's Littlefoot, that's the dinosaur, but then <laughs> there is the movie Littlefoot. Oh, the, okay. It was the two Bigfoot movies that came out. Like, yeah, they, they, around they, they the came same time. out about the same time. Okay, I then I got them confused, like at the because of that. <laughs> they do quality claymation. Okay, I did enjoy Coraline. I thought that was really good. I just didn't know. Yeah, they, did. they still do movies. That's cool. I would, I would say maybe go into the Christmas. Maybe ignore Rudolph just because Rudolph should is. The, should they skip straight to the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus? You know, if they based it more off the book and gave a whole movie about it, yeah. I promise you, their lion would run with knees. <laughs> Looked up the uh, rest of Rankin Bass's stuff. Uh, Last Unicorn was actually before Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Okay, because that was 1982. Oh. But the, what they did do after it for TV specials, they did The Wind in the Willows and Santa Baby as traditional animation. And then for feature-length films, they did The King and I in 1999. Oh, I remember watching. I, like, I vaguely I, remember The King and I, like, animated. I don't remember The King and I animated. I thought it was done by the people who did uh, The Prince of Egypt. That was a rank and bass, huh I mean it's like long time ago, obviously, like and I've only saw it like the one time, so hmm, well then, the more you know flight of the dragons oh, I watched that one, yeah that is that one's mostly just uh uh based off of a uh, dragon and the George, yep, Let's see, oh they did jack for oh well that's just one of the normal rink and bass um the last dinosaur um they did uh the which, easter bunnies coming to town which the last dinosaur There's feels like there's too many of the last dinosaurs um the richest man in the world richard boone goes polar uh, okay this is just reading straight so sorry about the gramat grammar the richest man in the world richard boone goes polar to hunt a tyrannosaurus rex um, this is the, I did, I don't know if that's animated. I feel like that's live action. I, it's probably live action with, um, it's a Rankin Bass though. Oh, okay. Do, okay. This one, I know this, this one's terrible. Yeah. That's a 1977 for his uh, live action stuff. They did that for ABC television. There were a couple of pretty terrible <sighs> live action ones. Oh, I forgot. Like the Bushido blade and the sins of Dorian Gray. And how could we forget? They also did King Kong Escapes Mm -hmm. with Mecha Kong. Yeah. They were responsible for Thundercats. Oh, that's cool. So they did not last, by the way, they did not last until the 2000s. They went defunct in 1985. So I lied to you guys. All right. 1987. Sorry. All right. But they still got one more feature film out in 99. So I don't know how that happened how that like works or whatever. Maybe it was, they became a subsidiary of another company and well, it got released under them. Someone always buys someone else. That's how this works. You never really go away. You just become someone's in, property in a cupboard. You just get incorporated into the Disney blob. Yeah. Cause uh, let's see, cause they did the feature film King and I in 99 and Santa baby in 2001 as a TV special. I don't even know what the Santa baby is. Uh, It feels like boss baby territory. It is Santa comma baby exclamation point. I thought it was pretty in on the uh, Christmas specials, but Santa comma baby is just outside of my knowledge. I think 2000s is where we get the classic uh, Santa versus the snowman. There you go. No, I have not seen this. Huh. Admittedly, John, you were almost out of high school when this was aired, so... I still like Christmas specials. You might just have been otherwise engaged in other things. Otherwise occupied. I guess we already had a complete collection of Christmas specials, ranging from uh, the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas to uh, Garfield Christmas to Claymation Christmas Celebration. Garfield had a Christmas? Like, yeah, Gar Garfield has a, a a special for every holiday. Like, is this part of the Garfield and Friends? Uh, no, this was this was Garfield and John, and Odie go to John's family's farm. I don't think I've ever seen that for one. for Christmas. And uh, Garfield bonds with uh, John's grandmother. Huh. And yeah. Okay. And Odie has adventures outside. Well, Odie Odie's whole thing in, during. During the thing is getting a a, a scratcher for uh, Garfield as a gift. So he's like randomly collecting things and nobody knows why. His adventure. Yeah. Okay. So it's still the style of the uh, Garfield and friends cartoon. Well, I guess that's, that's the, Garfield, the Garfield style. So. Yes. But just looking at the pictures or whatever, it looks like the same colors and whatnot. Like same color palette. See, I'm just thrown by the fact that you didn't know that Garfield had a Christmas special. Like, have you seen his halloween special i don't know probably not i kind of hated the garfield and friends he has his specials are pretty good like see i didn't mind the garfield portions of those okay i hated the the and friends portion because they always had a dumb song in there oh the uh the barnyard buddies The barnyard buddies i don't know know what they're called but i hated that one you didn't like their songs they're not up to the uh, phineas and ferb level of quality of uh songs that you appreciate today I would agree, yeah. I just remember as a kid, like, oh, gosh, it's another song. Just, I mean, I know the Hall- I think the Halloween special has a song. But see, the Garfield portions of the, the Garfield and Friends never had songs or whatever, and it was just kind of shoehorned in? Look, it's a kid's show, you have to have songs. If it it's the them. educational portion. Why don't you just teach the kids chemistry by showing them how to make a bomb or something? That's irresponsible education. It's a You have to make a lesson. song about the countries of the world. See, Animaniacs did that. And the states and their capitals. So let's hear it then, Eric. I don't know it. How about the periodic table of the elements? I used to be able to do most of that one uh, with uh, Tom Lair's. Uh, although it is not current. No. I mean, obviously it was writ- written in the 50s, so. And they just discovered a whole bunch of new elements. Yeah. By discovered, I mean slammed up radioactive uh, elements into each other and measured them for a brief second and said, yep, that was there. And saw what stuck. Though they actually did discover a couple of new elements out of a meteor. Oh, yeah. I, I read about that. Like, not to date this episode, but space elements. All I know is nothing Nothing good can come from that. So where you get the blob? And the thing? but not the stuff from from the meteorites flavor crystals you can add them to ranch dressing that sounds like an 80s parody movie the hidden valley is an area 51 they're trying to trick you okay grandpa let's get you back to your nursing home birds aren't real well i agree with that one (laughs) they're government drones See, a lot of people have the, the Christmas specials. So we had a full selection, just VHS tapes. Some uh, shows were on multiple. Yeah, because it depends on like what they aired in between. Yeah, because like, I know MASH had multiple Christmas episodes. It's not really a special, but they just had the, the special Christmas, I guess one per season or whatever. But MASH ran longer than the actual Korean War, so that kind of made it, made it an issue and then uh and then there's a lot of halloween specials for shows not many like easter or thanksgiving is hey, it but the, there i mean is there's the, a charlie brown thanksgiving there is a claymation easter celebration i've never seen this or at least i don't recall seeing it and rankin bass did the easter bunnies come into town i mean you have to uh, start inventing songs for easter after a point to be fair, Rankin Bass also did Christmas in July with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, and specifically it was Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. That was the whole name of the show. Oh, well. See, I think they're just trying to milk the holidays for all the for all it was worth. Now, the question is, Eric, do you really think that the Santa from Santa Claus is coming to town could defeat the uh, santa claus from life and adventures of santa claus if things came to it i mean one has real immortals on his side and one has a wizard who can only uh make reindeer fly like this is not a fair fight Uh, one's taking on the embodiment of the evil and children and one's taking on a Burgermeister meister Meister burger i mean one santa claus straight up invented toys there weren't any toys until santa claus made them it is pretty close so I feel like... I guess we'd have to map out the Rankin-Bass universe and see, like, okay, so you have Meister Burger, uh, Burger Meister Meister Burger. Does that mean that the uh, Snow Miser and Heat Miser? The, does the that, Snow the Miser and Heat Miser are um, consistent with the Santa Claus is Coming to Town lore. So, But they are um, spirits you really can't control the same way. I mean... So I'm, I'm just wondering, like... Okay, We have to map out the universe just to figure out, okay, this is what this Santa Claus has to deal with. Map out the cosmology. (laughs) The Rankin-Bass cosmology. This seems like something we gotta put, like, you know, the Copper Mind people on. They're too busy with their Sanderson books. (laughs) They can't bother watching all the Rankin-Bass to connect the dots on a chalkboard. No, no, because then they'd get distracted by Rhythmatist stuff. Um, just to go on that, I would probably cut Rudolph out of like this, co- not Cosmere, but this, uh, universe, because I think that Santa Claus is different than the Santa Claus is coming to town and the life and adventures of Santa Claus. But which one's the real Santa Claus and which one's just Santa's helper? Which one has to go to malls? I um, mean, okay, so I'm going to throw a, that, that throws a wrench at the uh, Santa Claus life and adventures of Santa Claus. Because, I mean, since he's an immortal, and we see early on that he likes to go uh, hang out with kids, he's probably at the malls. He's a mall Santa. Sure. Sure. But it could be that he goes to the mall and hangs out with the kids while he makes the other Santa actually, like, work on toys and stuff. I mean, do they have a toy off? I mean, are we sticking in Rankin Bass? Are we going to start bringing in the other Klaus uh, histories? Like in Klaus? I mean, that, that Klaus is pretty hardcore. Yeah. He gets knives thrown at him, I think, by the uh, the fish girl. Yes, a couple of times. This is that uh, Netflix show, right? Yeah. Surprisingly it, what, good. I heard, I heard it was. It came out last year or was it two years ago? I two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. not the, not the walk. Tis the season. Uh, I guess not when this episode's going to air, but... All right, all right. So we'll balance this out, though, because the life in adventures santa claus doesn't solve many of his own problems on his own he calls on his friends he calls on his friends but the uh santa claus is coming to town santa claus is very much a go-getter this almost sounds like it we could start getting into like a patron territory like okay we have the the santa off but what is christmas but when you give things to people like you give the patron type stuff to everybody who listens for one night that just means we have to end this episode and do a special Christmas, totally not patron patron episode. Also, it involves like the work of watching all the Rankin Bass Christmas movies to determine the full breadth and extent of the uh, Christmas universe, the claymation CU. <laughs> the CCU. The CCU. <laughs> the coup. Coup! Coup! They'll turn into a sand imp eventually. (laughs) That sounds horrible. Don't want to get, you don't want to get tingled. Do you Richard? (laughs) Do you want to get tingled? (laughs) See? (laughs) Horrible name. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. All right. Well, (laughs) I think that's, that's good enough. Even for our patrons. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy belated Christmas, guys. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you all. Happy Holland Days. And catch you next year.